2: celebrity gossip enthusiasts, I'm Us Weekly's entertainment director, Travis Cronin. You're tuned into Us Weekly's hot Hollywood podcast, the show where we break down all of the hottest celebrity gossip stories of the week, the wild, the ridiculous, and the just plain fun. The things that we just like and think are cute. And it's, it's not just me screaming into the void. No, I am joined by my two lovely co-hosts and friends, Arbor of Gwennon style and never looking so snatched, it's Gwen Flamberg.
3: arbiter of Gwen and style. But you know, <laughs> is Gwen just synonymous with beauty? I'll take it. Thank For, you, Travis Cronin. It's great to be here, guys.
2: For Gwen, you need a helping hand. And it's baby woman Sarah here. She is fresh off of surgery. She is looking fresher than ever. Medically okay to be back on the podcast. We're happy you're here.
4: Medically here, got her first haircut without having to explain why she had a bump on her head In many, a, many a haircut. So happy to be here.
2: <laughs> Blessed for <laughs> it. Happy and healthy for the most part around us. Well, we have a lot of celebrity news stories to get into some very, very wild ones this week. But as always, let us stop. start with, I mean, sometimes they're lighter, sometimes they're wildly morbid. Who knows? But they are with our woes of the week. The story that made our guests, our hosts, just clutch their proverbial pearls and just take a step back and say, this one's stranger than most stories. Gwen Flamberg, what made you just reel back, yay, on your horse and say, whoa?
3: <laughs> on my fashion pony, Trav. On your fashion pony. You slow it down. And
2: say whoa.
3: New York Fashion Week has begun. Yesterday was the official first day. And I have like a really killer sighting, a very Us Weekly sighting, if you will. I went to the Christian Siriano show last night. It was sponsored by Tresemme, who did the hair. That was how I got this amazing seat. Um, Charlotte Tilbury, our friend Charlotte, did the makeup. Uh, her, her niece, Sophia Tilbury, actually did it using Charlotte's products. And the clothes were gorgeous. The collection was incredible. Christian Siriano had curve models in the show. There was a guy, like, there are genderless styles. Coco Rocha finished the show in like, she looked like Barbie Cruella Deville. I mean, it was just, it was magnificent. I can't wait to see the dresses trickle down to the red carpet. But what was the most exciting thing was the front row sightings because I was right across from none other than Lindsay Lohan, who is, you know, Another redhead, just like us. Sarah (laughs) Trav, Lindsay, Glenn, they're all gingers all together. I got to tell you, she was sitting front row next to Quinta Brunson and um, also Julia Stiles. It was a very, very cute threesome. And Lindsay has never looked better. She was wearing a terracotta outfit. Her hair was kind of like Brigitte Bordeaux inspired. And her makeup, which was done by Christopher Buckle, I mean... Just magnificent, kind of a terracotta eye moment, a toffee lip, this very sort of like Y2K, but made modern. And I just thought she looked the best I'd ever seen her. And I feel like this is Lindsay's moment. This is her comeback. It is happening, you guys. And I had a front row seat to see it. Wow.
2: The makeup completely <laughs> changed her face. We've seen Lindsay at her comeback with the Christmas movie, which was great. Falling for Christmas, surprisingly fun, really good. She did a great job in it. She did a good. She did a good job. The you chemistry,
4: the chemistry between her and Cord Overstreet was a little lacking. And in her that acting
2: film. was a little lacking as well. You know, it felt I thought she flat. did her
4: the best she could with the script. I honestly had a bigger problem with okay. the, the lack of chemistry between the two, but I digress. Continue.
2: Okay. No, you're right. But she, but the, the makeup that was on her last night, really, really, she looked like a brand new, different person, ready for her close-up. It was nice to see. And she was there supporting her siblings. Dakota and Allie were at or in the show as well. It was a whole Lohan okay. family affair. Love i it. like it baby woman what made you go well this week
4: honestly it's been such a random week kind of slow but a few things stood out to me real quick i was writing about the super bowl <laughs> which is you know this weekend travis hey. might be, you know in arizona right now ready to spy at all the parties and lift his best oh, life yeah. uh, sure but someone to look out for is kevin hart who's a huge eagles fan i was kind of you know doing the classic who's running for the chiefs who's rooting for the Eagles. And he's a huge Eagles fan from Philly that he spent $16 million on an Eagle and the trainer to live with him for two months and named the Eagle Jalen Hurts, who is the Eagles quarterback.
2: Shut up, like a, like a bald eagle, yes. or like, yes. Oh. And
4: the eagles, like, in this video with him, that was like a sponsored video for his like drink line, which I didn't even really get the number, I didn't even register what that was of what his drink is because I was so distracted by the eagle that he wanted to train to say to fly around the house every time he mm-hmm. says fly, eagles fly. But the trainer said that was a no go, um, and allegedly spent 16 million dollars on this eagle. So, there's that, that's pretty well worthy. Um,
2: 16 million dollars that is an expensive bird,
4: yeah. Go birds. No, not really. I'm rooting for the Go birds. I, I don't like either of these teams, to be honest, because I don't like Brittany Mahomes and I don't like the Eagles overall. So I'm rooting for Noah. I'm rooting for Rihanna and myself to win the money, I bet. Um, anyway, um, it is legal in the state of Kansas. I like the okay. Kansas City Chiefs. The color of the Kansas City Chiefs outfits
3: Beautiful. are like red. I like it a lot.
2: The Marigold. I, I love
3: cool. it. I love the Eagles yes. because the fans are just so diehard. Yeah, but they're and scary. I love that. Like, the fans are just, like, absolutely yeah. wackadoo. Violent. doo they, like, attack yeah. people.
2: They're violent, yeah.
3: Yeah. Well, I went they, to college in know, Boston, friend, so I get
2: it. Yeah,
3: My best friend's kids both go to university in Philly. Oh. So the last game, they were tailgating. And then, of course, after the game, went to Center City with everybody else. And they were sending us videos. You know, I mean, the town of Philadelphia, they grease. The lamp posts, because the fans like shimmy up. Well, the fans were shimmy up anyway. Like they figured out hacks to like get up there (laughs) and rattle around. I mean, it's just, I I just, I appreciate that level of uh, fandom. I do. It's nuts.
2: But um... I really hope that the fans use like baby powder. I'll friends with Ross and the leather pants (laughs) and they put baby powder on the grease to make a paste. And then that is how they slide up on this paste. That's what I'm choosing to believe.
4: It is crazy that like the instinct is to destroy, like even at Ohio state, like when we won the college national championship, I was at the game in Texas. So I wasn't there, but all my friends were like getting maced because they like went outside and everyone was like destroying cars and like jumping on things. So I don't really know where we went wrong as a society where our instinct is to destroy our city in celebration, but two people that um, might be destroying something. This is a horrible transition, (laughs) but I don't know if you guys have been following Ashton Kutcher and Reese Witherspoon's, press tour for their new movie, your place or mine
2: only in photos.
4: Right. And that's the point. So uh, last week, I feel like I brought up Ashton Kutcher in this movie. Cause I needed to talk about that, uh, uh, GQ profile and the Demi Moore of it all, and now they've continued to do press. And while the press has shifted to the movie and not just about Ashton and Mila and Ashton and Demi and Ashton, Reese is getting you know her moment, but it's still not positive. Um, it's all just talking about how negative. I mean, how awkward they look on the red carpet together. And now they're doubling down in all these interviews, just insisting about how good of friends they are. And they're like, oh, you know, Mila Kunis also texted us saying like you guys look awkward on the carpet. And Reese is like, Mila's my friend. Like, that's her husband. Like, what am I, how am I supposed to pose? And Ashton's like, if I was too close to her, everyone would say we were having an affair. And it's like, I don't know about that buddy no. like you're a little old for everyone to just be assuming you're sleeping with all your co-stars again you've been married to Mila for a while um I really think maybe they just don't have any chemistry and even if they do like and the carpets just not translating it definitely makes me want to watch the movie less
2: <laughs> yeah yeah
4: totally i don't i i, I can't more. Say, i can't imagine
3: them getting on Right? Like in a movie or in real life. Like I just
2: feel like right. they're tough characters, both of them. And their
4: humor doesn't seem to add up. Like he's dude no. who is my car, punked Ash. I know he's also very smart and has like done a lot of in business and whatever, but she's I don't know. They don't it doesn't make sense to me.
2: Mm. <clears throat> I mean, ever since he did that movie with Catherine Heigl where they like he was like a secret agent, and oh, that was right. when Catherine Heigl was at like the like. Top of everyone hates her and every Cast member was like she's the most terrible person In the world and honestly it's like one of My favorite guilty pleasure movies and he made the Chemistry work with Katherine Heigl So I don't know what's happening with him and Reese Witherspoon because I just remember that being like A really awkward time to pretend Like you had to like somebody who was Notoriously hated by everyone who worked With them in Hollywood
4: So for Joshua <laughs> Mel he recently defended her and said That he had a great time with her on life as we know it
2: Yeah well oh that's nice just Well, And saying. she also changed her ways right after and started sending gift bags and being really nice to everybody and like and gift baskets. The
4: power of a gift bag. But yeah, anyway, I'm, I'm going to watch this movie because um, I'm a journalist and I must, you know, find out how the chemistry is. But it's getting really bad reviews on Rotten Tomatoes and everyone's just talking about how they can't pose together on a carpet. So it's kind of fascinating two powerhouses coming together does not necessarily make for a... um perfect rom-com but what made you go whoa Trav
2: well uh, and those poses were sort of giving me um Demi Lovato Selena Gomez princess protection program like that the back-to-back back like, ones the were... back-to-back arm ones but the one that is... he just has
4: his hands behind his back are so strange like in what world is that even like a go-to when you're standing next to someone
2: yeah and it's very strange like no one's we're not going to think you're having an affair if you no. like luckily like, you're in. An actor with your arm around your co-star. You're both
4: married, haven't married, both have kids. Like, no one is, no one's saying you're going to have an affair until you just, like, randomly threw that out there, Ashton Kutcher. Like, we're not now, assuming you're sleeping with Reese Witherspoon, of all people. Now we might be. Right. So, doth to protest too much.
2: She doth protested too much. Oh, and you know, I went to an event for Kiss oh. hair salons and got this braided weave and didn't even realize that it is the Eagles colors, so oh. I will be rooting for For anyone watching on
4: YouTube, you can see Travis's um, Eagles-themed <laughs> braid. Wow.
2: Yeah. It's four different types of braids.
3: (laughs) You're like my pretty pony. If my pretty pony was a sports fam.
2: Thanks. Wait till you see me do the helicopter with it. Well, that was not my woe, because while I am here covering the Super Bowl, that to sound like the most entitled asshole, because it is my job. I was at the Grammys last week, and while my seats were sort of in the back, you know Travis snuck all the way up and sat right next to the celebrities. <laughs> so I did. So I was like feet away from all of the action. And while there were lots of interesting interactions throughout the night, the number one that stood out to me and really made me go woe was uh, just. Taylor Swift's body in lots of different forms. Um, of course, the the headline of it was after Harry sort of had, like, trouble with his speech. He might have been heckled a little bit. Um, yeah, did you
4: hear booze? He I didn't hear year? a single okay.
2: boo. Okay. Um, I but I did see him falter like he was booed. So okay. even, I'm sure uh-huh. it was coming from the other side. But you could I could see the moment that he was uncomfortable and was booed by somebody in the audience. And then right after Taylor ran over to him, there was like it was like a chilly tension because you know they didn't want to touch each other. You could tell that they weren't close like yeah. that. But she was clearly comforting him from getting booed. They caught up, they reconciled. She was smiling a lot. Um, He was like a little bit more standoffish and sort of like sad demeanor after he did that because of course he had a problem with his stage. All the actors swirly swirl around this little... Well, Lay Mise inspired set because that's what they do in Le Miserable. They have that tourney circle, but it went the wrong way. So Harry and all of the dancers, I was right there, and I could tell they were all like so uncomfortable wow. when the stage started to spin the wrong way. And they're like, "I was like, why are these dancers so tense? First of all, all they're doing is walking, and the, but they all looked but the choreography had
3: to be completely reversed. That's tough in the moment." Yeah.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. So it was really nice to see Taylor go up for the hailer of it all that I will never forget. Strange time in pop I culture history. Out of the Uh Woods Welcome to New York Style Um, Style All of it I mean Lots of great Harry songs But also Taylor's She was with Jack Antonoff And she As soon as anybody First started performing Taylor was the first one To stand up And Taylor was Dancing along to everyone As she does at award shows But this year It was just It was much more Like drunk aunt At a wedding Like sexy dancing (laughs) You can check out Us Weekly's Instagram Or mine Hey Trav Hey To see some of the videos us weekly have some on the grid check them out there but they're like you guys saw them i mean what was with that body movement and let me just say from someone who was there a lot of times no one else was standing or dancing which i Dance Like No One's Watching, great, but still makes me very uncomfortable for some reason.
4: You know what? She's an equal opportunist supporter, which we can respect. She's probably one nervous that they're going to say the one-time Taylor didn't stand up, insert artist here, and she doesn't want that headline. She's obviously a press machine, but she also, I think, maybe... Because she doesn't go out that much anymore, at least in <laughs> events. Like, she doesn't do it. She kind of keeps to herself a little bit more ever since, you know, she started running around in boxes.
2: She's not hitting the clubs.
4: She's not hitting the clubs. I think no. she maybe, we, did you see the picture of her pouring one glass of wine into the other? Like, I think she maybe had a little yeah. Sarah Heron moment where she was over-served and th- was really dancing like no one was watching. And she had it in her head, I have to stand up for everyone, because I, I don't want them to think I didn't. I have to applaud everyone. She was the only one yeah. who stood up when Harry won Album of the Year, someone she knows, and also peop- knows Perhaps that people are going also, to be watching her. It's but she always does. Right. So I think she was just she a little drunker this time.
2: She was a little drunker and... this time.
4: Yeah, yeah. Drunk and at a wedding feels right for her. Totally.
2: It does. And those earrings were too much for the outfit. Um, but the hip hop performance was definitely the standout. But oh, uh, Taylor sorry. was my whoa. Well, let us get into another woe. Um, oh, and we should, preface, if you listen last week, we were talking about Jessica Simpson talking about sleeping with a quote massive movie star with her, I don't know, like two-week break that she was on from Nick Lachey Lachey, if you're nasty. Um, and the Dumois posted, and we just, you know, want to fill you in on all of the rumblings, that it was Ben Affleck. They sort of, you know, guised Mm -hmm. it under the Dunkin' Donuts loving, but there's there's no one else in Hollywood that likes Dunkin Donuts. Definitely
4: could be him. He's a good guess.
2: He's a very good guest. I can see him being Jessica Simpson's type. Especially uh, 2001
4: Ben Affleck. Like he.
2: Exactly. He was fine. Yeah. Um. So, you know, just wanted to post you on that. But we have new wild Britney Spears info. After all of the conspiracy theories online, um, you know, now that they're. Now, everyone's saying that there is an intervention that was planned for her. Some outlets were reporting that an intervention already happened, but Sam said that it hasn't happened yet. But the family uh, has planned an intervention for Britney Spears. Now, Sam confirmed on Thursday that the intervention did not occur, but he notably didn't deny that there had been a plan set in place. He said, my wife is in full control of her life and will continue to make all decisions involving her care, regardless of the circumstances, he said in a statement to Access Hollywood. He added, Speculation on her health is inappropriate and should end immediately. Now, Britney Spears herself had also denied that there was a need for an intervention. Most people who need intervening also do that. She said, it makes me sick to my stomach that it's even legal for people to make up stories that I almost died. Britney added that she's doing, quote, the best that she can. And that she probably has to stop posting on Instagram because there's obviously a lot of people mm-hmm. who wish me ill. Now, the Sam's sort of vague clarification that there wasn't uh, an intervention, but there sort of is one coming really sort of made me a little bit uneasy because while he said it didn't happen, he didn't say that there was planned. And that sort of implies to me that he had to be involved somehow or it would have been a little bit more of aggressive attack to her family or friends who were, you know, thinking about staging this intervention for Miss Brittany Spears. What do you guys think about this intervening, her behavior? We're starting to get a lot more of the picture, and things seem to be changing fast and quick.
3: It totally makes sense. She's acting very radically. I imagine that the people in her life are trying to. Just keep a tight uh you know, just stay on top of it so that she doesn't go off the rails. Um, I just hope that she maintains no conservatorship right I hope that she maintains her freedom because the Free Brittany movement worked real hard to get her there.
2: <laughs> it did maybe a, a tiny little 5150 if needed be but after that she should be in charge of her, her you know own self just because she is so adamant that she doesn't need help uh you know we are not in her home we don't know her but from what we've heard from sources and seeing videos she is definitely more erratic uh, Sarah Huron, look into your crystal ball. What do you see happening a Lord. month down the road?
4: Well, I would just say that I'm sure it's it's tough because, you know, in this line of work, obviously there's sources and you hear things and stuff happens. And it's also like, if you look at Brady's Instagram, it's kind of hard to ignore a potential problem. Um, yeah. However, I hope this intervention wasn't canceled because of this leak because i would imagine it might be needed and now the narrative is like britney clapping back at the intervention report but like who of her inner circle or whoever decided to inform the world of this plan intervention that potentially led to it being canceled and all of that layers is concerning to me because you know it's about appearances all of a sudden versus the actual, yeah issues this person may be having. So I mean, I wouldn't be shocked if in a couple of months we hear some sort of treatment plan or whatever yeah. she's she's been through endless amounts of trauma, both from her family, yeah. from media. From life, from you know, motherhood. We don't know what's happening to the kids Timberlake. anymore. Justin Timberlake, a huge, you know, trauma proponent or person who probably incited some trauma for all of us, really. Me too. Um, yeah, just kidding. Raise your so, hands Yes, what's... you've been personally victimized by Justin Timberlake. <laughs> um, yeah. So I don't know. I'm sure there's truth to all of it. And I I'm sure it's one of her biggest fears for it to play out the way it's playing out again, also. So I just wish her the best.
2: Me too. I am very, very nervous though, because she has been to so many treatment facilities of so many different types and she hates them and she hates feeling controlled. But I feel like from the outside looking in, we know that she needs a little bit of guidance. So what a delicate, tough balance for those who love her, including myself. Brittany, I hope you go to somewhere you like and that's in Malibu and you have fun and you talk about your feelings and you know, just get better. And I don't mind the weird Instagram dance videos. I think that's just Britney being Britney and growing up, you know, outside of a social sphere of normativity. I don't think they're as crazy as I think a lot of other people do, but that could just be me being biased. Well, let's talk about another awkward relationship because uh, while I d- was able to gaze upon the beauty that is Jennifer Lopez at the Grammys, uh, Ben Affleck's back was to me. So I could not see his uh, stoic expression. Maybe we'll say. Visible <laughs> um,
0: face. Delve into the shadows of the mind with sleeping dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital.
1: slash P-O-P-P-O-D-S to get 50% off your first month.
2: Uh, yeah, miserable face will also very much work um, semantics here we can say uh, her husband's miserable face at the Grammys but J-Lo really came at this in a really fun way um, yesterday uh, Well, they, he just released a trailer for his new movie Air which looks great Ben Affleck directed it and stars in it so you know maybe he was just tired from that um, Matt Damon's in it, Viola Davis Chris Tucker, Jason Bateman I mean super super fun but JLo tweeted my husband happy face were written across the stream and it's a clip it's a screen grab of him from the movie looking really really unhappy to be there Mm -hmm. and this was following all the sensation at the Grammys for Ben Affleck looking miserable they also the week before had a weird red carpet moment where it was like are you drinking was like the sort of mouth reading that could go on between there was an awkward moment on the red carpet at
4: the shotgun wedding premiere like yeah,
2: and she, she was like asked Have him you if been he had drink? a drink. Yeah, well, Sarah, I know you You are very good at looking Deep into Ben Affleck Videos and photos, I feel like You're good at breaking down after the Anna de Armas, <laughs> so you have really Wised up to what is going on there oh, yeah. But do you, what do you think about these Two very strange Ben Affleck Incidents, is he just tired The have you been drinking on the shotgun Which does look like that when you look at her lips right. Is a little Strange, I mean
4: it's tricky for a few Reasons, one is a lot of this is based on lip readers and, you know, photo body language experts and like glimpses of nights out. Like we didn't, it wasn't a live camera. And I I, I do think it's hard to, you know, deny that it looks like he's pretty miserable at certain of these events, but I also don't think it's a surprise that he's miserable at some of these events. Ben Affleck is very honest about his struggle with alcoholism. He's been in and out of rehab for decades. He is now... You know, I mean, he's always gone to events, Oscar things he's nominated for. But I wouldn't say in the last, you know, 10 or so years since he became a dad and when he was with Jennifer Gardner and even when he was with Anna Darmis, because it was like during COVID and stuff. Or Lindsay Shook, us like he wasn't at these huge, huge events all the time Ever. being like, photographed
2: once a year, maybe
4: right once a year in Oscars for a nomination or a premiere for, you know, I feel like Ben and Ben and Jen. Gardner days, it was much more, let's split it up. You go to your event, I go to mine, not so many public appearances and not so many appearances at things like the Grammys that I can't imagine Ben Affleck knew half of the songs
0: (laughs) that were being played. He
4: has three kids. He's, you know, with Jen now. Um, So I think it was just like a, he didn't want to be there and he probably, you know, didn't realize maybe that the camera was rolling at certain times, both at yeah. the shotgun running premiere and at the Grammys. And I think it makes sense for sober 50 something year old Ben Affleck to not want to be at these events. But it also makes sense for promoting her new album, always more sociable Jennifer, Af- Jennifer Lopez Affleck to want to be yeah. there. So I think their lifestyles are very different. And I even remember when they got back together and I was like, even the way they talk about their kids is so different. Like we don't see the Affleck Gardner kids. We see Jennifer Lopez and Mark Anthony's kids on stage with her. So I was like, that's something they're going to have to tackle. Instagram of it all. JLo posts on Instagram nonstop. Ben Affleck only posts Instagram for charity. And then he has like a Finsta. So they're very different. And I'm not saying it can't work, but like these growing pains make a lot of sense to me because they are, have lived different lives through the last two decades. And hers is out loud and hers, his is at home
2: slow clap, Sarah. That is exactly what I think is happening through this because when they first got together they could not be more polar opposites. Jennifer Lopez and I'm never mad shows up to everything and nobody minds. She's the presenter at the Oscars when she hasn't done a movie for two years. She's at the Grammys when she hasn't an album, album for six years. Nobody cares because it's Jennifer Lopez and Ben Affleck is completely the opposite. He will only go if it's a project that he believes in cares in and wants to promote and then he's not doing you know across the world except for like that first movie he directed about the gangsters he really like he did six premieres which a lot of people do for movies and now he's scaled it back to like only two for all he's written and directed so just on different pages gwen what do you think about this genjamin Benefer part two <clears throat> you know i mean involvement
3: it, yeah it, it is an involvement I hope that everything is okay in gentlemen land. Um, he has looked pretty miserable. I, I don't think that, um, you know, I think that these were the parts of the game that he didn't like the first time around. He didn't like having to be front and center. He didn't like being in these situations where he's definitely, you know, Mr. Jennifer Lopez. Um, so hopefully they get to the other side of this i mean also maybe you know it's okay to have a bad day like i woke up with a terrible cold today maybe he had a cold and he felt like crap and he didn't really want to be at the grammys but he has to be i mean i hope that they just find their happy medium like maybe the way to harmony is that he doesn't always have to accompany her to these things that They can keep their marriage strong and not be by each other's sides during absolutely every single little thing, you know? Um, We'll see. I I hope it sticks. I I didn't think, I mean, she was sort of beaming, but she didn't look to me like she has looked over the last year. Like she didn't look to me to be like the center of a tent. Like I I felt like she was sort of having an off night too. So I'm worried about the whole thing, guys. I gotta be honest. I'm worried, but I hope that, we get to the other side of this and they remain um, happy and judgment too.
2: I agree that I am not a body language expert, but I am a Jennifer Lopez expert um, from being a fan ever. And these, even at the Shotgun Wedding premiere, she sort of was lost that extra you know, spark that makes her shine in rom-coms. And at the Grammys, everything was looking right, but she hasn't looked like how happy she's looked with Ben the last year. And that makes me a little nervous, but I do hope they find a happy medium where she can go out to all the things that she wants to. Ben can stay home and drink Dunkin' Donuts and smoke cigarettes and read. Cannot wait for his Duncan
4: Super Bowl commercial reveal. I'm I'm very much looking forward to that.
2: Me too. Where he plays the uh, not the shopkeep. I don't know what you the drive-through window operator. Right. I am yes. very. I like. I like shopkeep Ben.
4: Shopkeep Ben. That's very me and the
2: Beast. It is very, and you know he's both. Um. Well, let's move on to Pamela Anderson, who has had such a beautiful resurgence in every way. I am loving all the interviews. Yeah. I am loving how free she feels. I mean, it is beautiful to see. Growing up, Pamela Anderson was just like. Like, the epitome of confidence and sexiness. And she seemed to have lost that with a lot of bad relationships, stints in rehab. Um, The Pam and Tommy Hulu series, while it was wildly entertaining, if I was Pamela Anderson watching that, I would have been very unhappy and uncomfortable. Because they just really made her seem so meek and weak and fragile. But her movie is amazing. And um, a source tells us that she has been reaching out to Tommy Lee recently. And they are back in contact. Now, we don't know if these are romantic texts. But ever since this came out, her and Tommy have been in constant communication, says the source, about the information she was going to put in the movie about their relationship. But also after all of that was done, that they are still Speaking, And the source tells us, as Pamela said, that Tommy was the one true love of her life. So I absolutely think that these two could get back together. They loved each other so no much. No way. You don't I don't think, think
3: they will get back together. No, I think that um, the Hulu show kind of helped them rekindle. It brought up both their shared trauma that only they understand that really nobody else does. And I think that they're bonding um, over that. They also, you know, I think that the most important thing to Pamela are her two sons who she had with Tommy. And so they, you know, they share that and they always will. And, you know, apparently it was the boys who gave Pamela the confidence to do her own Netflix show. And um, there's just a lot there, a lot of history. I mean, I loved so much the Netflix stock because you know, who knew that Pamela Anderson was always in on it? She was always in on it. She allowed herself to be exploited for good. Yeah. And I, I feel like people didn't give her credit. And now they're seeing that she actually is very smart, very strategic. And more than anything, she's a really kind, pure heart. And, um, you know, I'm just like, Pam is up there for me now with Dolly Parton. And the Ooh. icons of the icons, um, of the sweetest who,
2: of the sweetest,
3: and also, you know, meaningful. This is meaningful stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, she allowed herself to be exploited so that she could raise money for PETA. Like that's and and nobody ever gave her credit that she was strategizing. You know, and and somebody who was so completely sexualized. Um, you know, the fact that like she changed the narrative,
4: mm-hmm.
3: You know she flipped the script and she made it work for things that were dear to her. And she didn't feel like she had to make that public. And there are very few people, especially in Hollywood, who have that strong sense of self. And I think that that's the lesson here is that someone who has always been criticized or being insecure and having to, you know, pose in a bathing suit and, you know, was never really taken seriously. She actually, as, as it was, is more confident than 98% of Hollywood women. So kudos to Pam, Pam, 2024. I'm into <laughs> all of it. I'm into all of it.
2: It is beautiful. And she's obviously very different, sort of head and shoulders above, but it feels very Marilyn Monroe, Paris Hilton, where people exploited them, exploited their bodies. But, you know, it turns out that they knew exactly what they were doing to get ahead. And they were, you know, strategic in the background and business women, and had a savvy sense that nobody gave them credit for because they are blonde and beautiful. And it is so lovely to see this phoenix rising from, she wasn't in ashes, but there was some charcoal, (laughs) but like a phoenix. Like rising from all of this that she's been through, it is beautiful to see. Sarah, I know you love The doc too.
4: I haven't watched it yet.
2: Oh, I thought you said you liked it. No,
4: I haven't watched it yet or read the book yet. I will. Those are it's off brand for me to have not um, gotten involved yet. I've been wrapped up in The Perfect Match on Netflix, which comes out next week and is absolutely trash television. But I had oh, I
2: don't like it for that.
4: Um, I loved it. It was so horrible. It's It's To Love Island, it's so boring. Yeah, but it's not that many episodes, like Love Island has so many more episodes.
2: Mm -hmm. Like
4: it, it moved fast enough for me to watch in a binge format. The fact that they're doing like three at a time when they release it, I think is a mistake. I know everyone's like up in arms about certain Netflix shows, like dropping it once and how they want them to be week to week or like traders on Peacock. People want to be week to week. Those make sense to me. This, which they're doing kind of week to week doesn't make sense to me. It should be a binge one weekend. I never want to think about these people again.
2: I'd i like i like the love is blind after the altar so much better than perfect Match. really
4: that was like three episodes of nothing burgers oh my
2: god i loved it so i mean much i love fun. it too
4: like i like just i like just following these people and like you know it's fascinating to me to see their dynamics um but i am happy for pamela anderson i imagine her and tommy lee are mostly talking about like because they felt so exploited by the other show she wants to be like, this is how I'm doing it. And like, I don't want you to feel like now I'm kind of being a hypocrite. Cause I just said, like, I didn't want other people talking about that, whatever, like not a hypocrite, but mm-hmm. you know, get his side of the story and maybe his sign off because they felt so exposed with the scripted version of the show.
2: Yeah.
4: Um, But I'm excited to dive into it. I, I, I don't know.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, same. People well, are loving
4: her. I love a documentary.
2: People are loving her. I really do think that she's going to do great things, help all the animals and start some type of successful company. I know she was try- sort of trying to get into production, but that wasn't really working. But uh, sky's the limit for Pam. We love you. We see you. We're happy for you. Yeah. Um, and in a sadder story, um, Twitch, of course, Stephen Twitch boss, um, we have learned did die without a will, leaving behind Allison Hooker to have to file court um documents for half of his estate. Um, a source tells us that her and the kids are remaining strong. Allison is taking their mind off at every chance that she can get and just being the light that she always is. Um, and it's we're hoping legal experts are saying, we'll double check with Sarah, I'm just kidding, that it is just procedural and this will be okay in California that she's going to get all of the assets that she needs. Um, but a source does tell us that she is keeping his memory alive in the house and really being there for their kids and just creating the most fun environment when they can in their home and it's good to see i can't believe he died without a will because of the way that he went it was just very shocking to me
4: super sad yeah i mean Really sad. From what I do understand from the legal documents, I did read them. Still not a lawyer, still (laughs) pretending to be. It does seem pretty standard. This is nothing crazy. I mean, she's his living spouse in the state of California. If your partner dies without a will and you are married, you are entitled to whatever is there. So makes sense. Still has to go through the process. Um, But procedural. Procedural. So sad. I mean, him not having a will makes it interesting. I mean, he's young, but like... I guess this was maybe not, you know, so thought out.
2: Yeah. I mean, I. I You can't get in someone's head
4: when they're obviously at that point mentally, but. Sad. Well,
2: and we can't end with that story because I we have to talk about now. They're maybe not together, but Leonardo DiCaprio and his rumored new love interest, nineteen-year-old model Eden Polani. Um, uh, they were sitting next to each other, a little bit flirty. Page Six is reporting <laughs> that um she got with her in a fight with her family over the whole thing, and is quote clo- and now is flying back to Israel to see her family, probably because he's notorious womanizer, and she is 19 years old, but... They did. We seen Leo with a lot of young women and <laughs> photos of them together seemed that they, you know, might've been on a date, might've been getting to know each other. Um, but they were together in Los Angeles. She came back to New York city and then immediately got on a plane to Israel to go see her parents to maybe have her parents yell at her for dating a man uh, so much older than her, who is a notorious womanizer. Now this 19 year old is like a really, even a little much for Leo and I'm a little concern that he keeps going younger and younger. This Peter Pan thing. I mean, I just don't understand what he would have in common with a 19 year old.
3: I don't think he's looking to have something in common with anybody. Okay. I think he wants a really beautiful young controllable piece of arm counting
4: it's gross and it's honestly about time we just start calling it what it is which is gross and stop Uh, giving him the pass because he's in dicaprio he's getting older they're getting younger it's freaking weird i don't like it and um yeah that's the that on that in my opinion
2: I, I agree. It is gross. And, of course, he was just uh, linked to a 23-year-old model, Victoria Lamas. He and Gigi Hadid, his oldest girlfriend of all time, were together, but they're not together. And then Camila Monroe, who he started dating when she was 23, just, like, stop, Leonardo DiCaprio. It is really, really gross, and I don't think good for your future happiness to be with all of these 19-year-olds. But, hey... He's a big movie star, but yes, we call you gross. Sarah, would you like to ban him from the podcast?
4: Yes, Leonardo DiCaprio, in case you were planning on coming on Hot Hollywood, you are not invited because you're gross and because I don't need another freaking interview about whether or not Jack could fit on the goddamn door. I just don't care.
2: Yeah. I yeah I this there's been too much but it's nice that Titanic is back in uh, movie theaters for sure. you know those who love it why not that and Crouching Tiger and Dragon bring it all back well thank you so much to Sarah and Gwen for helping me spill this tea sometimes directly onto Leonardo DiCaprio um, for <laughs> I was this angry week, this episode <laughs> you were I so I was into your rage you fired I was your- up Valid, valid rage. Again, this is uh, Travis Cronin with uh, my beautiful rage filled co host Sarah Huron and Gwen Flamberg on Us Weekly's Hot Hollywood Podcast with your weekly peek into the glamour, glitter, fashion, family, favorite celebrities. Because after all, guys, at the end of the day, there's just, just life. Like oh, wow, wow. We get worse every week at that. we'll be back next week with a new episode. We'll see you guys then. Thanks for listening.
0: Bye.